Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome! Hello, Luke and Pete. Show. It is Monday, the fourteenth of November. I'm Pete. I'm joined by Luke, and uh, we didn't get to talk about this uh, last last week uh, on the show. But uh, the Republicans didn't have as nice a time as they thought they were going to in the old uh, in, the, in the old elections, did they? And, and that Fetterman uh, block won his race against. Uh, Dr. Shithead. <laughs> that was American his name. Politics, and that, and that, will, that, will, Dr. that will go against you when you're trying to be a politician. <laughs> Being called yeah, Dr. It's, Shithead. It's, I there's very few kind of like awesome things in the in the world, but when a fucking confirmed, clear for all to see carpetbagger yeah. just gets his fucking ass handed to him, it's just a beautiful thing. You see it in British politics, but because we're quite a small nation, you can kind of float around and pretend you're from a certain place and pretend. I just don't think it matters. The, the, the local identity thing is yeah. nowhere near as big here. Nowhere near. Well, we're sort of like north and south of the fucking, fucking coming down yeah. here, doing you, you know what yeah. I mean? Like that sort of vibe, north versus south. But other than that, I don't think it really, uh, really matters to, no, us, to uh, that much of a degree. I think that's right, and I think, um, yeah, I think uh, even as we sit here today on this show on the Monday, it's still there's still some stuff that's not sorted out yet because it takes time. Yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's not been as bad. And uh, listen, uh, I'm probably not qualified to comment on the the proper analysis of what this all means. Um, but for whatever it's worth, I think that you know it's it's worth pointing out that in the midterms, for those who don't really know, that happen in between presidential elections, what tends to happen is the incumbent president's party, which in this case is obviously Joe Biden and the Democrats, gets smashed because that's just how it is. And you find that here, don't you, with by elections, like the, yes, the governing yeah, party yeah. gets gets tends to get smashed. So, um, yeah. and that hasn't really happened anywhere near as bad as people thought it would. Uh, and the only real exception I can think of that is in 2002 which was the, what they've got a weird term for it now but I think it's called the rally around the flag election because it happened so soon after September 11 so mm, people were still okay. in quite a patriotic kind of you know, all in it together type mood uh, certainly compared to now and so generally speaking um, I think people were expecting it to be a lot worse for Democrats but it, it, it doesn't seem to have been and you know to me that's really encouraging because I think too many people mm. on the right of politics in the US just don't aren't passionate about democracy they're passionate about authoritarian fascism they're kind of their own particular brand of it and um yeah. it's worrying it's awful and it's terrible for them it's terrible for the world and if you can't see that um i don't know what to tell you so i don't think mm. it's as cut and dried as you know democrats are good and republicans are bad because i think that's not that helpful and it's a little bit simplistic but actually i think when it comes down to it at key moments 
in history, which I think you only really fully realise when you've gone through them. I suspect we might be in one of those now. And I think it's really important to be on the right side of history. It's really important to say, do you know what? Actually, when all said and done, what does matter is a democratic process that has to be respected and has to be honoured. And if you vote and you lose and your shit doesn't go through, you have to accept it. You have to pick yourself up, dust yourself yeah. down and try and win the argument next time. And there's so much money washing through American politics as well that, you know, it does come down to, I mean, look, six billion pounds, six billion pounds was spent on these midterms. Mm. I mean, so there's a lot of issues, um, a lot of problems, but um, yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting time, I think. And, and I'll just finish by saying very quickly, because I know people don't want to fucking lecture from me on American politics. I'm not even American. But America goes through these periods a lot, like at the 1860s, the 1960s. Um, it's a relatively young nation. It's, there's a lot of growing pains around it. It's a really interesting experiment as a country, probably unique as far as I know, certainly in the West. And um, so these things happen. Um, but hopefully, common sense, sensible um, people and, and the right type of people, certainly like John Fetterman, who to me seems like one of the most normal people in politics, which is a good thing, by the way. Mm. Um, uh, him being victorious is a, is, a, is a genuinely, I think, for everyone, a good thing because he is a perfect, seems to me like a pretty normal guy. And 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 people didn't fall for the narrative that he you know stacked the debates because he I mean he just had a strong yeah. like people sort of uh, people would sort of say that he you know we would look at it like any normal kind of debate oh he really ruined that he, you know he really fucked it up and stuff it's because he just had a fucking yeah. stroke and people didn't fall for it um, would the uh, idea that democracy is really important um, and uh, you know that that's not something that is at the heart of the Republican Party in, in 2022 uh, would would it kind of change your uh, would it change your... Would it change your opinion of the whole situation if uh, you learned that um, uh, a certain politician um, managed to regain his position as Alabama treasurer, uh, an office he assumed in um, uh, 2021? His current term ends in January of 2023. Uh, he ran for I'm re-election not gonna say. as the you're gonna Alabama treasurer. Alabama treasurer. Yeah. He's called Young Boozer. Young Boozer. I tell you what. He's called Young Boozer. Luke. I don't think that Come that on. doesn't really translate if you're in the US because I don't think they use the term yeah. Boozer. But over here, that man would be doing the tour of student unions. <laughs> Young Boozer. Yeah. He was facing off against uh, Scott Hammond, uh, and Scott Hammond got fifteen point four percent of the vote, and uh, and Young Boozer got eighty four point six. I mean, you have to say. You, I even if you are as dyed in the wall liberal as you possibly can, you you have to vote if if that's on the fucking ballot sheet. Young booze. I don't care if he's fucking national front. I don't care if he's. I'm voting for that guy. I'm afraid, and I and I will take that shame to my grave. But his name is Young Boozer. What's it, what's I, important I, you to you? Liber- the future of liberal democracy itself, or the banter. The funny name, <laughs> a man's funny name. Think of the meme stocks. Uh, you've got to think. You've got to look after yourself as the world gets more and more turbulent. You've got to look after yourself and your family, yeah. haven't you? That's how people <laughs> that sort of go. You worry about the smart. You sort of go right. I can't deal with any of that. I'm going to make my world a little bit smaller, and I'm going to take care of the people who are around me. But more importantly, my meme stock yeah. business. <laughs> I, I can't afford to feed my family, but we can sit around the telly and watch Young Boozer do a chat, a, a speech, and laugh. Have a laugh. There's no telly. Nah. We sold I bet he's it awful as well, by the way. I bet he's awful. I bet, he is awful. But I bet he's not even living up to the name. Because he sound he yeah. basically sounds like a rapper. Young Boozer, yeah. <laughs> T- yeah, he's probably T Top. He basically well, sounds like he? a modern version yeah. of 
Goldie looking shame. <laughs> yeah, he would be in Goldie looking shame with that yeah. name. Yeah, fantastic. incredible. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's that's anyway. that's currently the size of what's happening uh, over there. I wanted to say that um, yep. we should probably um, can can we do? I don't know if we can do this. I'm going to try and do it. Let me know what you think. Okay, um, you and we don't have to mention the, the company in question, I suppose. But I want to talk about the experience we had when you and I were invited to go to that marketing day with that company and um, give a speech. Okay, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. And it was kind of interesting for me because so basically to, to, to set the scene. I didn't actually really know much about what was going on because Pete was in charge of it and Pete's uh, approach is, is a little bit more um, free freestyle. Was that fair? I think, uh, well, bearing in mind, I didn't know anything about it. So we were both in the dark. No, but you were the one. first so one in contact. Get, can... You didn't think it was a problem that you didn't know anything about it. So you just got on with it. Yeah. Just yeah. It. Whereas I would very much, I mean, just for the record, I would very much prefer to have been told what was happening. Yeah, but I didn't know what was yeah, happening. Yeah, but find out so... is what I'm saying. I, I didn't... There was nothing anyway, to find so that, out. We there's a re, up, we there's a, re, the there's we a, there's a reroll of the conversation we had a, a few days before. Uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, we went yeah. along and, we, and these people have been given, having this marketing day and they've been visited by all these different kind of... Um, I don't know, different parts of the marketing industry, I guess. And they were interested in podcasting. So mm. a mutual kind of company said, oh, Luke and Pete will come down. Um, yeah. And we did. Anyway, so anyway, it was funny. But I actually, I got up on stage and gave a little speech. I just completely impromptu. I had no notes just to get on with it. And it was fine. But what you did, Pete, I think... Write some notes then. No, what... There we go. Failure to prepare is preparing to fail. Write some notes. No, like, I man. will fail also with notes. So it doesn't, that doesn't actually work <laughs> for me. But anyway, the reason I want to bring this in is because I think people have a rarefied idea of who you are Pete and, and and what what sometimes happens to me at least and I don't want to speak about you like you're not here but you know you're here to kind of fight your corner if you want to but what happens to me uh, quite a lot is that if someone comes up to me in the street about a ramble or a Luke and Pete or whatever they tend to instantly ask me about you right, right. you've got the charisma the star quality right and I understand that I'm, I'm 30 feet from stardom I'm cool with that right you're, 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 you're the money maker here I, I'm totally fine with that yeah cheers man um, but what they also tend to say is, oh, do you, don't you play it up a bit that Pete's this and Pete's that? And Marcus, I was, I, it's happened to me with Marcus from the football ramble, and he and I were at a football match, and um, a guy came over, a couple, a couple of his mates, and he said, oh, how, where's Pete? And we said, oh, he's not here. Because uh, that's the first thing they always say. And they said, and then we got chatting away, and they said, oh, don't you just ham it up a bit about what Pete's like? And Marcus said something which I totally agree with, which is, if anything, we probably play it down about what you're like. Right, yeah, okay. That's what I think. So that's the preamble to the fact that we went to give this marketing thing, and you said to me, "I brought, I brought a big sink." Yeah, in. <laughs> yeah, you brought. Let that sink in. He loves it. Well, it was actually at Twitter, wasn't it? It was actually at Twitter's building. It was. Yeah, but there's nothing to do with them. But it was at their building. It was their, their no, event space. It was at Twitter. Yeah. Very quiet. Very quiet that day. Yeah, yeah it was actually. Um, so anyway, nobody around. Where, guys, where's everyone? Let gone? me get the story out. Let me get the story out. Right. So we're sat in the waiting room. Now we've got to give a speech. And I said to you, "What are you going to yeah. do?" And you said, "I'm going to make a podcast." episode on the hop mm. on the fly with yeah. everyone yeah. in the room and i was like okay yeah. Yeah. we'll go with that you then walked into the waiting room with a massive bit of two by four wood over mm. your shoulder to which my first point kind of question was like how did you get past security with that over your shoulder and i think they looked at you and they went i've had a good day i'm not taking him on I'm just- uh, look at his look at him he just let him in look at him <laughs> Even if he swings that as hard as he could into my skull, 
He's gonna hurt his hands. <laughs> yeah. and it's gonna vibrate in his hands, and he's gonna go, ah, break you his, bastard! Break his weakened he's break fingers. His own hand. Anyway, yeah, so exactly. you, you put a massive mic on um, the plank of wood. You sellotaped it on. Well, you gaffer taped it on. You gaffer taped on a recorder and a wire. You wrote in a big marker pen on the other side of it, the podcast maker. You walked into the room. <laughs> All right, now you're expl- now you're describing it. It does sound yeah. silly. Oh, pennies dropped. That's it. You walked into the room. There's about 80 people that you'd never met before. And you got up on stage yeah. and went, said some mad shit, like some mad shit, right? And then went round the tables, about 80 people, interviewed yeah. every single one of them instantly, in turn, and then made yeah. a podcast, edited it together, and sent it to them the next day. And they thought it was the best thing ever. And at that point, I yeah. thought, you've either got it or you haven't. And I haven't got it. So <laughs> let him do it. Just let him do what he wants. You're a- I think that, uh, but they the, would love it. The, the reply the, the guy sent to the email of you sending him the podcast episode, he was so effusive and enthusiastic. I, he was he was so happy. It was unbelievable. But we've both been in those kind of like away days where the whole big we've all worked for global, we've all worked for big companies where there's like you know hundred people in the room and they'll have sat through like a load of like a day's worth of like speakers, you know, worthy, interesting speakers and stuff like that. And why, by the time it gets to to, to, to the end. You want your dessert. You want a man waving a, a fence post around <laughs> that he's found in his garden. Is that what, is that what you That's actually what found? You want. It? Uh, it was one of the fence posts that I bought to replace the fence post in my garden. Which, by the way, looking good. I mean, it's, it's a lovely fence post. A very, very, I mean, it was, uh, very, it was, very, very lovely fence I, post. I, I, all I want to say is, for the record, for people listening, you walked into to, to a big company, loads of people you've never met before, probably about 100 of them there, with a plank of wood, gaffer taped something to it, made a podcast episode on the spot with a hundred people which they loved and and it worked but the, but you you go in they'll remember the guy waving the waving the fence post around and then when they get the steady bloody What's that, the doorbell bear, um that's the when i talk about fence posts the <laughs> um the it's like alexa the, but with uh, fence posts. and then and then and then when you send the podcast they'll remember the podcast i mean bearing in mind like i'd done that sort of thing without the fence post they'd made that very clear <laughs> uh, in a school before in a mate's school wasn't I even asked to be there did a sim- similar sort of thing to be honest the the kids one was uh they were slightly more efficient about it but also they were um a lot more offensive <laughs> little kids very offensive they're like too rude for 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 for, for the rss they 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 were absolute like shock jobs right on that yeah. show, yeah. Well, the guy he emailed, the guy who we did this for, emailed back the next like, straight away saying, "Wow, that was fast! What a turnaround! This is in your capitals, amazing as fuck! You are superstars! We, you're about to make some very hungover people very happy." Right. I thought, what about my speech? That was all right, that's wasn't it? That's what I was, yeah, but you led the you helped the uh, you you did all of the interviewing of the people you made you know all the gags that came out in the room were actually yours i was just a guy with the wood i was just a guy shouting <laughs> no, i just i just and waving it i around. just think it's of interest because this is a show ultimately about us and we're both very different mm. and the dynamic is that i probably just put a lot of prep in and just work hard at it and it's fine and you just got it baby I think, uh, but I think if you if you were sort of like I was, I, we basically needed a way of recording them. So we got a microphone, we got a recording device, and we got all the wires that connect. But there's a boom mic. There's a boom so in thought, the fucking studio, mate. In the yeah, office, I know, but like it's just like it's just like well, but, but the message was when you're out and about recording in the deepest darkest wherever, like you don't always have everything you need, and that was kind of like the message, sort of going sometimes. 
it's more fun and, and it, it's it's you know you're gonna have to sort of improvise I think the message bit, might have been lost message. I think people were just like, was, yes it, it it was I think they were tired from a day I think people of very, were like um, interesting talks the, the great the most fascinating thing about it for me was that like a load of people at the start didn't want to do it but they all did do yeah, it yeah but by the <laughs> end yeah yeah they didn't want to do it but by the end and like and a lot of them just you know wanted to do what they did and I had actual extra section but we didn't have time I had a good time you had less of a good time we didn't get any love hearts I was very upset on every table there was a packet of love hearts personalised love hearts oh nice I, I love love hearts I love anything love heartsy I love palmer violets I love on, on anything love hearts, like that really on love hearts just, just quickly mm. did you ever use them for the purpose they were designed to be used for we too frightened. Well, like hand them out, yeah. sort of going, yeah. Well, I, well, may, maybe I would sort of do that a couple of times in a pack, but then I'd eat the rest of them. But you'd sort of hand them out. Um, but then they started using stuff like they used to. They tried to update them in like the sort of year two thousand with words like email. yeah. I saw that. It didn't didn't say email mates and email yeah. or uh, you know text. Did you know, it doesn't, do you know, it doesn't mean anything. Do you know that um, I remember once watching an episode of Question Time, which is a fucking hellscape now, by the way. Um, it was years <laughs> ago though and there was a guy called Bob Crow who was a union leader I think for the RMT I want to say he's the guy who did the job that that Mick that Mick Lynch guy does now that everyone thinks is amazing yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he was like the mentor to him and he would go on um, it, he was like an, I mean uh, you know, he's basically a you know a communist so I'm not I'm not suggesting I, I support his political position but he was a really interesting character and a very um, a very kind of like competent man at his job, right? And that's what we've seen with that Mick Lynch guy, right? He's just good at it, right? And and so many politicians right, are so yeah, shit yeah. that they look bad because he's good, right? So Bob Crow yeah. is a bit like that, and so he he would be like a fascinating guy. There's a quite a really, there's a really interesting kind of idea underpinning a lot of that left leftist politics, where a lot of people are quite autodidactic, like they've they've grown up in quite poor areas they've worked really hard they've taught themselves yeah. by being like voracious readers and they've really pulled themselves up by their bootstraps and that's a powerful kind of message so mm. but what it means is they've got like a really rough set of edges a lot of the time so bob crow would literally be at right. down mill wall having a big old row on a saturday and three or four days later uh he'd be on question time right but being quite good <laughs> right it's quite an interesting kind of juxtaposition yeah. but anyway speaking of right. email I can remember, and you could probably dig out the episode if you really cared enough. Like there was, there was a talk about how the country was bankrupt. It might have been around two thousand and eight, actually, maybe. And they were talking about raising money and how, like, and obviously Bob Crow was massively against austerity. He didn't want services to be cut because he said, "Look, my people, my workers, they need this. They need the jobs, all the rest of it." Yeah. And so they and they came to him and said, "Okay, well, how would you raise the money? Right? Which is a fair point. You know, if you need to save the money, how, how are you going to raise the money?" And he had no idea what to say. He obviously hadn't prepared for it, and. This was in 2008, by the way. So it's not like it was 1994. Yeah. He just went, um, on, on the hop, he just went, I charge um, one penny for every email sent. <laughs> and look, the room was just like yeah. silent. Everyone was like, uh, uh, okay. Uh, didn't, didn't, didn't really expect that. It's just the weirdest suggestion <laughs> well, ever. What, what I like that he's thought about it. <laughs> he's thought about it and he's willing to just put it out there. Run it past the grandkids, no up. Run it past the grandkids. Some might, and he must have thought, and he must have thought that, like, uh, you know, this will shut them up. Bet no one's ever thought yeah. of this because th- there is that sweet spot when it comes to ideas where if no one's thought of it before or actively suggested it, it's either a genius idea or it's the worst idea yeah. ever. And yeah, completely. I think agree. that's definitely one of those. 
<laughs> anyway, let's have a quick break, Peter. When we come back, we'll do yeah. we'll do those promised um, fish and chips themed correspondences that we talked about on Thursday. Oh, hey? Exciting, right? Lovely. All right, smashing. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back with the Luke and Pete show. We're basically like uh, every Monday and Thursday you get, it's like a sort of like a special release. You don't know exactly what you're getting, but you kind of know the major themes. You know when you sort of buy a copy of FIFA, FIFA 23 or whatever. Like, these days, it's it? the same, but it's slightly different, yeah. if you know what I mean. Where's the last, there's the last FIFA game. Uh, apparently the, uh, the uh, obviously EA have stopped working with uh, FIFA uh, on their What's the story there, so, by the way? Why uh, is it the last one? Um, I think they were just paying a lot of money for a license that uh, that you know stands for quite a toxic brand. FIFA being FIFA, I suppose. I don't know. Uh, right. And and they realised that, that that by sort of working individually with clubs and stuff and, and players, so they'll still do the game, but it'll be called something else or something. Oh yeah, yeah, I think it's just called EA Soccer or EA Sports Soccer or something. Right. Like that. So they've got enough money to probably buy the players' likenesses. And we're um, like that, are we? Because we've become a toxic brand. Is that what you're saying? We become, No, we've been working with toxic brands. Uh, but, uh, did, by the way, on that, did, the, you see, did you uh, see, like, literally the other day, Sepp Blatter said, yeah, the Qatar World Cup was a shit idea. Amazing, it's not even happened. Amazing. Like, he, he literally opened the fucking envelope. <laughs> yeah. Like, why? Like, absolute kind of like, right, I know this is a shit idea. I know this... I Well, not even a shit idea. I know this has massive issues. I know it does. But, you know... It's, fucking trolls having a go at me aren't they but then he gets to like a week before the fucking start of the tournament and he goes yeah I might hedge me bets here yeah. <laughs> I might hedge me bets well, he's here got no, he's the got no of fucking um, shit he he's banned isn't he so I guess he's got no other way of influencing things and being a centre of attention I suppose True. but anyway carry on carry True on that. so Luke and Peter's a bit like FIFA bar. 23 I'm not sure why but you're going with that yeah well, you know what you're going to get there's going to be s- slight improvements every time but they're probably not the improvements you want <laughs> <laughs> but apparently the the new uh, the, the 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 first so FIFA are going to have their own set of games I think so FIFA are going to license their own games yeah. and I don't know how they're going to do that but uh, the first set of games is <laughs> so the first game to use its uh, branding FIFA following the end of its long term partnership with EA will be a Web three blockchain oh, title about 
It's just it, you just know that's how they're gonna go. That's where they're gonna go. So it's, it's, it sounds like it's gonna be an absolute load of trouble. I sometimes <laughs> fantastic. I in the industry we're in, I, I part of my job is to is to speak to other companies and work out what's going on. And sometimes they approach yeah. us, sometimes we approach them. And um, I actually had to at one, at one occasion with our, our friend and colleague, I had to just say, look, I don't know what this is. Like I, this is the first time I've sat in a work meeting. And I'm taking notes and I'm listening, but I don't know what's happening. And on that basis, <laughs> we can't be involved because before I know it, I'm basically the podcasting new media equivalent of the, the poor old lady who's had a money state, a building society book taken by some double glazing guy. You know, <laughs> some clever people. I have no idea what you, like, seriously, <laughs> I was sitting there thinking, I understand one in five words. I don't know what you're talking about. And yeah. so I think, that's I a think, big barrier because yeah. I don't think I'm completely fucking stupid. That's got to be a big barrier. The um, there's um, uh, a person I think we both know who is who works in television and he's got a um, and he's kind of the not really sort of blockchain stuff, but he's kind of meta, he's the metaverse expert. Because he's a he's very internet savvy. He's grown up around the internet. He knows what a meme is. He's a funny fucker, and he um and everyone because he's been tasked with like looking into how television can be represented in the metaverse. He's accidentally become the metaverse expert oh, shit, right. in his kind of field sort of thing. And he's I'm not sure he's that into it, but he but he's he's kind of fallen into it a little bit as being the expert on like AI. Uh, generation and, and and also metaverse stuff, but that's how that's how careers are forged. It is. That's how, that's how, it that's how Guy Goma started. And, and and if anyone can if anyone can find uh, sense in uh, some really weird places, it'll be that man, mm. that person. Um, question because he's very clever. On safer there. ground, we did promise fish and chips yes. chat, didn't we? And um, this has its genesis in a week or so ago when I said that I don't know how we got talking about it, but I said the price gouging on delivery for fish and chips was mad. And everyone, and that really got, I mean, I felt like Alan Partridge at the time, and a lot of times I still do, but yeah. everyone seemed to resonate with everyone. So I also said in that, um, as a little preface to this, I said that um, I would rather have baked beans with my fish and chips than mushy peas. And I knew when I said that, I was going to get in a bit of trouble. And then, I'll right. be honest with you, I don't want to throw him under the bus because he's not got a mic here to defend himself. But, I mean, I'll just, I'll just present it as a statement of fact. Rory then, producer Rory then put that as a poll on Twitter um, yeah. to really kind of fan That's the what, flames. What... And, but um, in the poll where the option was, would you rather have beans or mushy peas? Get, do, do, you know the, do you know how many people, do you know the result of this poll, Pete? Or do, do you want to guess? Uh, I I I saw it, then forgot okay, it. Good. So it's absolutely fine. How many yeah. people do you reckon said baked beans? Given that mushy peas is the traditional accompaniment in this country, how many people do you think said baked oh. beans? When I thought I was going out on a limb. Um, oh, will you make it sound like it might be like as high as thirty-five percent? Forty-two percent. Forty-two percent. I wasn't far away. Yeah. Okay. Fifty-eight percent voted baked beans with fish and chips is rank. I I, I think. Giving, I think f- chips can get quite dry after. You a need while. something so wet. I think having a bit of having a bit of bean juice sloshing around the bottom isn't that bad a thing. Maybe I'm thinking. Yeah, it's difficult. Isn't yeah, it? it's t- I, I, I was surprised <laughs> with the solidarity shown. So w- w- the people who yeah. listen to show that I kind of know a bit, or I'm friends with in real life. My old boss um, yeah. in my old job came on came on the WhatsApp and said, "I'm with you, mate. I'm baked beans." 
And then well, baked beans all, all. Um, my friend Heather, who listens to the show, shout out to you, Heather. She said that she preferred baked beans and she loves, as long as there's a bit of curry sauce involved at some point as well, she's fine with it. So I, I feel like I've stumbled upon something inadvertently here that um, now I never knew existed. But anyway, that's the preface to this. We started talking yeah. about fish and chip shops. We got a couple of emails. So I was going to read a couple out about okay with you, Peter. Um, that's okay with me yeah one is from james hello to you james he says hello guys just listening to monday's show and thought i'd offer my two cents regarding price gouging on delivery apps and this is actually i found this quite interesting and it's not something i'd considered so i thought i'd just share the wealth with with the listenership um so i was like i was in my local chippy a while back after a few jars lad and uh decided to call them out He's got a bit of Dutch courage, as they do the same oh, as you, uh, as your local chippy, and almost doubling their prices on Deliveroo and Uber Eats. They told me they'd yeah. do it, and this is the key point, because they didn't particularly want to start doing the whole app delivery thing in the first place because it would be too much work. Uh... It's a small family-run shop. But then someone said to them that you can bump the price up and basically put your own prices on there and make it worth your while. So they thought, why yeah. not? And and then James ends the, the email by saying, look, it seems fair enough if people are willing to pay the inflated price and it hasn't harmed their business. Um, look, I still totally agree. You you don't have to do it for delivery. You're paying for the convenience. I get it. That's clearly why they're doing it. That makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I think I think that's fair. It's their business at the end of the day. If you don't if you don't like it, get off your bum and go and get it and yourself. That's why we'll be paying. We'll be charging, actually, to deliver this episode, we'll be charging people a tenner. And if they want to come to us we don't want and to get do it directly, it. they we, can for free. We don't want to. We don't want to record yeah. it. <laughs> uh, and then just finally, I'll, I'll leave, I love this email from Richard Cook. Hello to you, Richard, um, who's Richard. emailed us all the way from the island of Tyree in the west of Scotland, mm-hmm. um, which is an amazing email to, to receive personally because I love um, Scotland and you know I love the islands and all the rest of it. And I was under the impression really not many people at all live there. And it looks like, having yeah. checked it, it's only a, you know, a handful of hundred people live there. Uh, and he's emailed in saying, please find a tax one of the most remote chip shops uh, on the island of Tyree. It has a fish supper available for £9.25. It's Tyree's um, only chip shop and the food is fantastic. And he's included a little photo of a beautiful blue and yellow little um, shack or hut. Uh, and I just thought, you know what? That's an an idyllic scene, and it was great to know that someone is listening and getting involved all the way from 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 Tyree. So lovely stuff. Mm. Lovely stuff. I, um, I, nice I, to hear someone from such a remote part. Definitely, and, and so Tyree's apparently really good for windsurfing. Um, uh, according to, uh, it's held. It's, it holds like a big windsurfing event. It's apparently referred mm. to as the Hawaii of the North. Although I think that's a bit of a stretch, personally. Um, <laughs> but yeah, good stuff. Interesting, right? Yeah, good stuff. Lovely. All right, job. that's it. I think well, Peter. Unless there's anything that else from been you, the Luke and Pete show. No, let's get out of here. I think we've uh, we've said everything we can on the matter that is the Luke and Pete show. We'll be back on uh, Thursday, the seventeenth of November, which uh, we all re- recognise as being the day after the sixteenth of November. Definitely, so and that's just a, just a few days before I'm off to the US for Thanksgiving, mate. Oh, back on. Let's have some pies. Let's have, a, have an orange an orange coloured pie and some cream on the top, and let's have a big turkey leg. Why are you talking like Alan Bennett? And what, what's he got to do with Thanksgiving? And Dudley and Peter, <laughs> and we had a pie. What's, where's that come from? Oh dear! Right, See you later. We'll be back soon. Ta ta.
Complete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Give them a gift they'll never forget, because they'll still have it years later. American Giant makes clothes that just keep getting better with age. Like their iconic full-zip hoodie that's designed to last for decades, because a gift they'll wear for years is a gift that keeps on giving. So be a gift-giving giant this holiday season at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code GRATEFULAG23. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code GRATEFULAG23. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.